Hey everybody, this is Kurt Schlichter on Unredacted, the Town Hall VIP podcast that says fuck you to FCC compliance. Oh my gosh, it is a big week for me. I'm doing a couple of shows, Monday and Wednesday, on The Answer in L.A., Drive Time, so you want to check that out. You can probably find that on the interweb somewhere. I hear it's a system of tubes. Also, Tuesday... Thursday and Friday, I will be guest hosting for the great Hugh Hewitt. Have you bought my book, Crisis? Oh my gosh, Kurt selling his books. Yes, I am, on purpose and intensively. Um, it got to number 29 on all of Amazon. 29, I beat a bunch of Harry Potters. I beat a bunch of Fifty Shades of Grey. Go get Crisis. I'm writing the sixth one, The Split. It's fucking fantastic. The first line is, I killed a communist for fun. You know how that book's going to go. Anyway, here we are. It's Saturday night. I am violating not the laws of Gavin Newsom. Kurt, how are you violating the law, not violating the laws of Gavin Newsom? You have guests over. You're cooking steak for them. And we'll be talking about that. Oh, God, will we be talking about it? Well, my friend Owen Brennan, who is here, and you've heard him before, he is both my law client and he's joining me for a podcast, both of which are uh, are things that can be done under Gavin Newsom's fascist Nazi order. So fuck him. I'll do what I want. How you doing, Owen? Hey, happy thanks, Gavin. We are uh, getting together. And a happy Newsom year. Oh, that's that's spectacular. Uh, first, we've got to talk about my incredible steak choices, but I want to get to your incredible wine choices. Now, of course, we had red meat. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let's talk about your wine choices, because, you know, if there's anything that the guests of un- the, the audience of Unredacted wants to know, it's what shit we're drinking. All right. So let's I do gr- this. I left Oregon as wine country sort of grew up. In the Willamette Valley. Hold on. Fun fact. His best friend is Mark Hemingway. Who's Mark Hemingway? Molly Hemingway's husband. Weird, huh? It's like this giant fucking interconnected Kraken motherfucker shit. Well, it's not Hold like on. he's my best friend. Like, saying, he, he's one he of your best friends. He lived with me in D.C. He worked at the newspaper I ran. They were very close. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he speaks owes- well of you. Yeah, well, okay. So I won't tell you about the money he owes me. Well, okay. Um, Molly will make good. She's got bangs. She's still at Fox well, for, for for however long Fox is Fox. You were at Fox. You worked for uh, you were the producer for uh, Bill O'Reilly, for the one. number one show in cable news. And then you went and worked for uh, Rudy Giuliani the, for his presidential. I was there when he was mayor of America. And now you are the head of Madison McQueen, which is the premier political action shop. You guys produce. Uh, incredibly innovative stuff, some of which stars me in arena. But the filmmakers behind No Safe Spaces, Right Makes Might, which you can find on Fox Nation right now. And you should. And uh, we were Ted Cruz's team for uh, his presidential race and his Senate race. So you kind of know this shit. We know some stuff. This shit. The shit. Hey, well, look, yes. Hey, look, this is this is unredacted. The Town Hall VIP podcast. It's not FCC compliant, meaning it's not FCC compliant. So you can say shit. Shit. You can say fuck. You can say ass. You can say sodomy. Sodomy was the first word that got me uh, dumped on terrestrial radio. I was on with Larry O'Connor. He was guest hosting for Dennis Miller. And I said sodomy. And they're like, dumped me. And I'm like, why'd you dump me? It's in the Bible. I mean, at least sodom is. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. right? All right. I mean, I'm just saying. 
Anyway, enough of the violent butt. It love. wasn't the first time you were dumped for sodomy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Boing, oing, 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 oing. Anyway, let's talk about dinner tonight. Tell me about the wines you brought. All right, we brought a 2013 Bergstrom, a magnum of the Salise Pinot Noir. Now, it did Ber not taste like a Pinot Noir. It tastes like a cab. Uh, it was earthy, a little lighter in body. It was an earthy it, cab, yeah. but it, it, it did not taste like a typical Pinot. Uh, the Oregon Pinot Noirs, this region is around a town called Dundee. It's a great AVA. It's where all my favorite Oregon Pinot Noirs are from. Solise is a, uh, a little special vineyard that they have. They have a, Bergstrom makes a number of different vineyards. Um, fun fact about the Bergstrom Vineyard is that uh, the founder, Bergstrom, used to be Dr. Bergstrom. He was actually my mother's gynecologist before he retired from the medical business. And Kurt wants to make a joke. Which is very interesting because this food goes great with seafood. Or the, this wine goes great with seafood. There, I Pinot stepped Noir. on my goddamn joke. The Pinot Noir. Oh, that goes, man. The Pinot Noir that goes stepped great, on it. great with tuna. Oh, uh, damn. No, but no, literally. He was an OBGYNO. And... <laughs> Um, oh. Now they make amazing Pinot Noirs. I love all of their wines, uh, unless the the Gregory Vineyard is like my least favorite of there, and their Shea. But all the other ones are fantastic. Um, <laughs> we've been going there for you know twenty years or so. So we brought a magnum of it over for tonight's dinner, and we actually it was supposed to be. Four and you know, it's funny. I opened it with a speculum, which was <laughs> not a lot of people didn't suspect that would go. But uh, we were supposed to have it with the steak, but we actually ended up drinking the entire magnum, which is one point five liters of oh, red one wine. and a half bottles, one and a half liters. So it's is that two bottles? That's two, two bottles because yes. a bottle seven fifty. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, so uh, you're right because we argued about this. Yeah, we're three bottles into the night, which is fine. Our record is six, folks. Right. The uh, the Schlichters and Brennans have done six bottles in the <laughs> night. We're at three right now, so it should be getting interesting. This shit's uh, this shit may be going south. Well, we should talk like about like a uh, like a like a Polish uh, uh, rider on the uh, Underground Railroad. We should talk about because they'd be going the wrong way. That's like Did you a, get that? Yeah, no, they have the screen doors on submarines. Right? Thank you. I just remember Polish jokes. When I, I had a whole kids. book, uh, the, the official Polish joke book. Yeah, it was a Polish joke. There were Polish jokes when I was in the seventies. We and I was like in San Mateo. We didn't like have any Polish guys. I mean, we had a kid named Suwaki, who I mean, he was kind of a dipshit, but I don't think that was because he's Polish. Well, it probably was. I mean, he was Polish, but I don't think it was like. I mean, do you have any favorite Polish jokes? I I, I like the uh, screen door in a submarine. Right, that was solar powered flashlights. Didn't uh, this was before solar power was a thing? Remember, I was born in '64. Right. I'm old as fuck. I mean, I'm crusty and shit. Now, speaking of this, speaking of jokes kids told, Eric Swalwell makes me think of the jokes we used to think, like uh, IP freely. Right. The uh, the the uh, Yellow River in China. Right. The kid they wrote that and. Uh, and then uh, Overpopulation in China by We Fuck em Young. <laughs> the funniest thing I ever heard is I'm driving, I'm driving back to San Mateo to see my parents. I got the mom, wife and kids in the car. And this was when the, the uh, Asian, Asiana Airlines crashed in San Francisco airport. We too low. And the guy, and they were like, and some intern was like, fuck it, I don't care. I gotta do it. It's like we have a quote from uh 
a uh, no, witness. We too low. No, they fact. They they received a fax <laughs> from supposedly the the transportation or uh, the flight agency or whatever, and it was a uh, holy fuck, holy fuck. We too, too low, low and uh, Bing Dang Owl. <laughs> And we heard that, and I could for like fucking three hours. I'm just like cracking up. This guy, they, you know, they're 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 on like Channel Seven Active News. We have word from a witness. We too low. Right, the captain. No, we we have the name of the flight crew. It was the flight crew? <laughs> flight crew. And by by holy fuck, fuck. <laughs> fook. Yeah, we're like fook. It's gotta be fook. Booty. This, by the way, a mutual friend of ours, uh, John Phillips at KABC. <laughs> it is his favorite joke of all time. Now, if he if he's tuning in right now, he may be wetting his pants just oh remembering how funny that gag was. Oh god, that, that somebody put over on a legitimate <laughs> San Francisco news operation. They read it right out of the email or right out of the fax machine. One of the things that's amusing me lately is um, how they're like actually pretending. That the Hunter Biden stuff just came out this week. They're like, you know, weeks after the election, right. revelations have arisen that noted crack addict and stripper banging fuckwad Hunter Biden, you know, was uh, taking money from the uh, Chinese. What the fuck? Yeah, no. What was the the best one? Uh, the the barely reported or like hardly discussed. Or like it was on the front page of the New York Post, and it got the oldest newspaper in the country banned from Twitter for two weeks. For telling something that was undeniably true. Yeah. Adam Schiff, the first guy out there, called it a Russian disinformation operation. Do you think he's banging some Chinese whore like uh, uh, Fartwell? I mean, first of all, the woman's name is a glorious homage to Austin Powers. Fang you Fang. A, fang Fang. I mean, fang come fang. on. Well, first of all, let, let's let's look at this. Well, Austin Powers had Fook Me and Fook You. Love that. And then Austin Powers 3, I think that was. No, 2. That was 2. Yeah. With the lovely Heather Graham. Yeah, she's... The fetching Heather Graham. We can she, say fetching. She's an L.A. girl. Yes. She's the she's the best of LA. She's played uh skater girl or roller girl yep. in uh Boogie Nights. Yes. And uh let's just say it seemed to be cold on the set. <laughs> um a bit let, nipply. A bit nipply, if you will. I think we're doing our Downton Abbey thing. Yes, I've been watching Downton Abbey, don't judge me. I don't know what the fuss is about the downtown Arby's. And I go to the uh, uptown Arby's, and it's perfectly good. They got the meats. You got the meats. All right, here, 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 here's where I'm at on Swalwell. Okay. This fucking loot. Now, he's also married at the time. Let's leave that aside. Now, both are, your, your wife's from Tennessee. Mine's from Cuba. We we fucking was he married at the time? Yeah, I think he was married. And... Uh, I thought this, there was a little daylight in there. Nah. Like, he may have been... I, I don't know. I he look, may have I, done the bang-bang with Fang Fang a little before uh, the idea. I don't know. I'm not going to... You know, I don't the know. The wife would probably be upset either way. Would she? Wouldn't it be racist to be upset? Anyway, Fang Fang comes up to him and basically says, Hi, I'm a DC-8, a Real World 5, and I am attracted to you because you're of your rugged good looks. Oh, no, she's a DC-9. She's, no, she, a, she's a DC-8. She's no. A, no, she's not. No, I. there are a couple pictures where she looked acceptable. If you are not overweight, you're automatically an 
eight, and she has the CSLs that make her a nine, I think. You know, maybe she's a nine from the behind, but looking it's dead on, I'm not. I, I'm like, eh, even in D.C., you'd be like, eh, anyone else around here? You'd be looking around the bar, and sh you'd be looking around the heritage uh, uh, reception, checking out the buffet line, see if there's a chick over there. And, of course, the chicks over there are probably disqualified. You want the chicks over in the corner who aren't eating anything, you know. Uh, but, look, she's, but in real life, dude, let, let, let's be perfectly flunk. Frank, before we got married, because we both have unbelievably attractive wives because of our sexual potency, I couldn't have talked to this dizzy bitch. I mean, if she came up, hi, Kurt, I'd be like, oh, hey, sup, uh, huh, I'm going to go stand over there. No, she's just, she just wasn't hot. Right. And it's like, I'm not like anti-Asian chicks. I don't have like a, you know... But there are guys who are like pro Asian. There are guys who have uh, what do they say? I got lotus. I got yellow fever, man. That is a fucked up. All right, you know. I mean, dude, I I, I like I, I when I was single, I liked women of all shapes and characters. I Basically, did. anybody who'd sleep with you. Damn right. Those who, <laughs> who was hot. <laughs> right. Yes. Because there was always fat chicks who were like, "Hey, Kurt, I'd like to have some donuts and your penis," and I'd be like, "No, I just no." We're not going to go down that road. Right. I, I, was, I was picky about who, you know, received my massive manly bodily yes. attentions. Speaking of, like, old Polish jokes and things you uh -huh, can't tell uh -huh, anymore, uh -huh. what's the, the, the similarity between sleeping with fat chicks and riding scooters? They're a lot of fun until your friends see you on one. That's, that's very nice. Now, look. I'm just saying this she, is VIP, right? This is this is VIP. This is this is for a select elite crew. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, and here, here's the reason. And you know, if a guy wants to be with a chick who's mediocre, you know, loser guys need love too. If you're say a potato like Brian Stelter, or you're right for the dispatch, you're going to take whatever By shit the you way, can get. Potato boy does need a hug. Good lord, not by me. <laughs> Motherfucker needs scalloped. Um, he needs, but he's a hater. Oh, he's such a fucking loser. Have you seen the Michael Dice? You know the Michael Dice send ups of him where he does the whole voice about Brian Stelter. <laughs> it is unbelievable. It is it, the greatest it, it, thing the internet. Super accurate. It is the greatest thing the internet has given us. Oh, fucking! Every day I go on Twitter and I'm like, I offer some insight into how Brian Stelter's a potato. He's just. So you got the potatoes guy. and the whole. You got the potato and the Ahoy boys. Yes. I am, the, I am the king of memes. Anyway, let's get back to Swalwell, and okay. then we can talk about how creative I am. Swalwell gets this mediocre chick. For, her, who him, for him, she's like a 10, right? Because he's fucking Swalwell. Right. Dude has no game. And I think the, the treachery, the liberalism, the flatulence, this is all bad, right? That's all mm -hmm. stuff that disgraces him. But the thing that really makes me ashamed... That he shares my alleged gender. It's a fact he's got no fucking game. He sees this mediocre whore come up to him and basically say, you know, I'll fuck you, just you know, betray your country. And he's like, oh boy, boing, 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 boing. And it's like, dude, 
My, my favorite part about Fang Fang, just take, I'm sorry to take you away from Swalwell again. Ugh. She was knocking boots with some mayor in middle America. I know, right? Like, like 80 years old. And the guy, oh, God bless the mother effer. He was self-aware enough to say, why, why are you interested in me? And she's like, oh, because I want to learn how to speak English better. Like, you could have learned to speak English better with your pants on. Well, well, you have no, to take the pants well, off. Well, if you want to learn, okay, turn around and spread it. I think it, I don't know if you Thank do you. That. This is the town hall VIP. I don't know if you can do that in a in the in the car. They were in a car doing this. They were in a car? Yes. Okay. Try and dodge the stick shift, <laughs> you know, and slip on the mine. You know, we're gonna we're gonna we're we're gonna shift into P and I don't mean park. There are a number of ways to learn English. Most of them involve wearing your pants. Most of them. Most of them. Well, look. But look, bang, if, bang. look, if some 80-year-old American busted a nut on some commie whore and got nothing out of it, that's fine with me as long as they didn't get anything out of it. Right. But Swalwell's just fucking pathetic. I mean, she's fucking heinous. How do we... Do I mean, you... Seriously. And imagine you're not in Washington right. and you're single. Not in Washington and single. I lived in Washington and was single in 1999. I lived in Washington and I was single and I got with girls who were not from Washington and who were fucking hot uh, because that's how Kurt rolled back in the day. Now I got the you know my my super hottie and you have a super hottie too, so we're we're cool. But dude, I wouldn't have talked to her. I'd be like, um, do you have a friend who's not ugly? But wasn't he like a city councilman and she was like bundling money for him? I know, I mean, right? The only thing more, She's ben, not more, aiming high. Yeah, the only thing more attractive to a young politician than blowjobs is money. Well. And she gave him both of them, man. Well, just... It's just a fucking... It's just embarrassing on a man level. I mean... Oh, there's my dog. Oh, he's gonna Hello, be. Felix. Hi, Felix. Hey, hey, Barky! Or no, it's Bitey. Is that Barky or Bitey? No, it's Barky. They're both Barky as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, <laughs> bark at you all the time. It's fucking annoying. So we've uh, exhausted the Swellwell shit. Where are we going now? Well, no, I think the, the craziest thing about Swalwell is that he is the epitome of the left and in that he is engaged in that which he accuses other people of. Yes. And he has been be a more... Russia, 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 Russia fucking zombie. And meanwhile, he's knocking boots with chai comps. Shouldn't I be more stunned by the gross hypocrisy, or is it just like I assume it? Because I, I, I swear, I, I, I know it's hypocritical. I know it's bizarre. I know it's annoying, and I'm like, oh, but yeah, it's no, like the most I think fucking we're all predictable. Everything by it. I mean, you and I we were talking earlier about how Fox News's ratings are down. And I actually believe that Fox News' ratings are down. And by the way, your audience, being a VIP audience, is exactly the people who can probably give you insight onto this. Oh, they give me insight. <laughs> Write me at my special town hall, secret email, kurt.schlichter at townhall.com. Tell me what you think. I'll try and get back to you. I can't promise it'll be coherent because I'm having more of the Mayotte, which is the third wine. We didn't get to that. It's a Dow. The, are you? Fuck, that's good. Have you stopped consuming current affairs, political media, because at some point post-election, you were just exhausted? I think that's a great, like, if your audience, this audience is like diehard, cons you know, political consumers. Um, I am a political professional. That's my job. Yes. And even I was exhausted 
you know, a couple weeks after the election, I started just listening to Colin Cowherd and sports talk radio in the morning because I'm just Is tired. that the guy we saw in the bar? That is the guy we saw in the bar okay. in Manhattan Beach. Okay. He's one of our neighbors. All right. I am not watching as much political news as I used to. There you go. I watch Tucker because right. I like his... We like his, his shit's woke. Tucker and Shannon are the only two things we're watching right now. Yeah, he's woke as fuck. Here's the thing. Here's what's getting me annoyed. And I, I've gotten some grief from this. And I, I don't like having to go back and establish my bona fides because I, I, I find that irritating. But I'm literally a guy who went and worked for the president of Nevada on mm-hmm. the election. I'm literally a guy who stopped working there because I got COVID. I'm a lawyer. I understand this shit. And I see a lot of people out there putting in a lot of chips on shit that's just not going to come through. Oh, well, there's an executive order that's going to... Guys, there's no fucking easy win. Joe Biden is our next president. I I think it... I absolutely... Here are things I believe. I believe the president uh, was, uh, quote-unquote, defeated by irregularities, including fraud. I I think there may have been even widespread fraud. Yes, I, I I believe that he should use every legal option he can to highlight this mm-hmm. and seek his remedies. I believe it is more likely than not, much more likely than not, that Joe Biden's going to get inaugurated. I believe the children of the future teach them well and let them lead the way. I believe in hunting them for sport, but that's a completely different argument. But the thing is, I get a lot of people and they're like, oh, the Texas thing's going to come through. And I'm looking at the Texas thing and I'm a lawyer and I'm thinking, are you going to get five justices of the Supreme Court allowing one state to sue another state over its election rules? If it was a liberal court and it was liberals who wanted the result, I would be much more likely to believe it. But the fact is, we hired a bunch of conservatives whose whole purpose, remember, this is what we asked of them. Will you, will you, will you follow the law no matter where it goes? And they said, yes. Trump's greatest legacy is the courts. It is. And it is. And, and they went and said, no, this is, this is a terrible idea. And the idea that- What was that, the language that they had? It was like, it was a great, like three or four words. There wasn't judicial... Um... They, no, they said, you guys are not standing. And then two, uh, then Alito and Thomas, who are, you know, it, look, if they're in on it, it's one hell of a conspiracy. They said, we'd have let them file it, and then we'd have thrown it out. Right. Okay, so it's 9-0, including guys we know are on our side saying, sorry. Right. Now, I don't even have an opinion on it because I never read up on it. But I do know that if Alito and Thomas are saying, nah, it's it's got nothing, that's kind of a problem for our side, and that does not indicate there's a giant conspiracy. And they get, well, oh, we, we have nothing. The Supreme Court's abandoned us. We have, you know, what have we ever won? Okay, it's exhausting to have to deal with fucking stupid people right. who refuse to look at things except over their latest grievance. The simple fact is a Republican Senate has kept nightmarish, hellish tyranny from our door. It simply has. And simply because you didn't get what you wanted with this particular election, things, and I agree that you should have gotten what you wanted, 
but I'm not a fucking teenager mm-hmm. who walks around and goes, it's unfair. I'm cranking some My Chemical Romance. I find the people who keep coming up with it. We're not done. We've got, you know, there's a Kraken out there. There's no fucking Kraken. All right? I'm sorry to tell you. All right? If there was a Kraken, we'd have seen the fucking Kraken. There's no fucking Kraken. The Kraken guy right? in the short bus. Yes. There's no fucking martial law. There's no fucking uh, executive Marshall order. Martial Tucker law. Yeah. How do you spell Marshall again? Well, I don't know if you've been on Twitter recently. Yeah. Don't get me started. Look, guys, and I under... Here's the thing I love. I love when people on Twitter DM me and go, Kurt, I don't understand why the court wouldn't have taken this. And I can say, well, let me let me tell you why I think they didn't take it. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shoot you down, I'm not trying to insult you. You've asked me a fair question, you deserve a fucking respectful answer, and I try and give it to them. And they're like, oh, okay. I, I get it. I don't like it. Right. But thanks. And I, I think that's my highest, best rule. I'm not trying to... Look, guys, if you're insulted by me and you haven't fucked with me, I'm not trying to insult you. I'm trying to tell you how the shit's going to work. And the shit's going to... Shit under the Constitution means it's unbelievably hard to overturn the purported results of an election. It's, it's also just, incredibly hard to overturn your mom. Oh! Oh, which would be a courage like your That's back. good. God, right in my <laughs> fucking wheelhouse. No, it's just, it, guys, I, I, it, it, Kurt's, Kurt, Kurt's giving in. And I'm not giving in. No, not by the way, in. I got to tell you, like, it was a little weird when I came over from dinner tonight and Rachel Maddow was walking out. You know, like, what were you guys talking about? We were talking. Hello. We were talking. We don't have to, our bodies did the talking for us. You heard about the uh, the anthropologists that find the found the, the the first lesbian dinosaurs. Uh-huh. It was a lixolotopus. That's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. This is Town Hall VIP, folks. I found an old pulp novel about uh, lace panty lesbian commandos. Hold on, hold on. Yes. Put that sentence back together for me. Lace panty leather commando. Lesbian. Commando. Lesbian. And. Uh, Hold on, I'm hung up on so many different words. It's, it's a, I can't it, get to commando. It's a paperback novel from, uh, from by Howard Stern. God, I wish. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I I tweeted that out, and I was like, I remember when lesbians were sexy. Right. Now, I just want them to have, come around and you know fix various things around the house. Hey, I got a door jam that doesn't quite fit. Can you handle it? Oh, uh, yeah. I'll be right over. Yeah. 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 We're going to do some macrame. But, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, anyway, you are in the political world. You are a political guy of po- political politicalness. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, look, we both agree that uh, uh, Joe Asterix Biden is going to be inaugurated. I think that's pretty much settled. No, this, but the states will not. Not going to happen. But the military... No, there's an executive... Uh Uh-uh. The CIA has sent the Delta Force to Stuttgart to a secret... Nope. That's also completely not a thing. None of these are things. And again, I worked for the president. I caught COVID on behalf of the president. You want somebody who's more loyal to the president, you need to find somebody who didn't get a life-threatening illness for him. Actually, Rudy did. I mean, his shit's standing. Guys, I'm just telling you. 
we, I, I'm a colonel. I fight the fucking fight that's ahead of me, not the fight that I want. What's the fight that's ahead of us, Owen Brennan? Well, what's wonderful is that, like, the... We're the resistance. We've always been the resistance. We've always been the rebel alliance. We, as part of the Tea Party, uh, you know, we're... Excuse we me. We were there at the dawn of the, the wave that brought Donald Trump to office. Um, and it's not like we're going anywhere. I mean, I'd much rather be on our team than their team. Their team oh, yeah, absolutely. But their team is, you know, sort of... Building a capital of Wokistan. By the way... The uh, de- led by a desiccated weirdo who's surrounded by a bunch of woke motherfuckers and trying to kill him. BLM wants a, a seat at the table. He won't give it to them. And they are going to burn their house down. Like, there is... Where is BLM right now? Right? They destroyed our cities to get this guy elected. And now they're not even allowed to be part of the conversation. That is what you're... Read it, Read your Washington Post, read your New York Times, watch your, your CBS Evening News. Touch yourself alone with your cats. Right. Where is BLM, the most important force, political force, of this year, and where are they? They are on the sidelines. They're in a little red house in Portland, Oregon. They have no power whatsoever. They were a tool that was used to get Joe Biden elected and they do not have a seat at the table are you saying he used them like little bitches um i mean i I, I, i've seen some of them they're really big so they're not little big bitches bitches. big motherfucking bitches how come everyone from blm and uh antifa is so fucking ugly is it because they're unworthy of love maybe do you know why my favorite john mccain joke my favorite joke john mccain john mccain keep in mind the guy who was a centrist, the guy who was like the the media's favorite person. I'm making the masturbating sign with my hand. My favorite political joke ever told was told by John McCain, Senator John McCain, Uh when he was running for president. He was at a fundraiser in Arizona. You can Google this joke and it will tell you the story. Tell me the joke. Why is Chelsea Clinton so ugly? Why is Chelsea Clinton so ugly? Because Janet Reno is her father. Fuck. That is so funny on so I, many I, levels. You know, you, you hate a guy, you think he's got no redeeming qualities, and then he drops that fucking tactical move. Holy shit, Owen. Good God. That's, oh my God. That's a good joke. <laughs> oh my god, that's holy shit. Do we have any wine left? I don't know. Do we have any wine left? Oh, we finished with a Dow Mayotte 2017. Yeah. Uh, that's what we had for dinner. And what we had out here, I am now out of it. You're now out of it, which means we're done with this podcast. This, yeah. uh, By the way, if you don't tease this podcast as like four jokes you can't tell, you know, in public or something like that, then, you know, it's well, a let's see how Let's see how these guys sell it. Uh, and speaking of selling, go buy uh, Crisis, unless you're a fucking sissy. Uh, you know, I was... And go hail- to Fox Nation. Subscribe and watch my film, Right Makes Might. And go to nosafespaces.com and buy my film. Uh, it, that's actually... Uh, I mean, it's... No Safe Spaces is a legit good film, despite the fact that I got my first 
movie credit in it. Now it's a, it's good. I I I'm now Kurt there. Schlichter doesn't star in the film, but his letterhead does. I I was in. I was sitting with Irina on one side and Dave Rubin on the other, and Dave Rubin's man husband uh, on on the right. Me and his man husband were hanging out, going, "God, I hate when we have to wait for the girls." And um, I'm watching a film, and I have this weird thing because I have a lot of friends who are very fucking talented in their 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 stuff. No, Tony Katz, Larry, uh, Cam, uh, Cam Edwards, Larry O'Connor, Hugh Hugh. I mean, they're like legit good at stuff. And I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking, this is actually a good movie. My friends have made a movie that's good. It is objectively a good film. I, I mean, I wasn't surprised. It was just sort of like, what an interesting thing and how lucky I am. I get to hang around with people who make Quality, who are like legit talented. And please go see it because it was underperformed because of corrupt Hollywood. Hollywood wants you, wants to silence you. Fuck them. Right in the shit box. And on that note, with the word shit box, fuck, we'll end, uh, we'll end this edition of uh, Unredacted, the uh, Kurt Schlichter title of the IP podcast. <gasps> oh God, now I'm, I'm going to. Uh, you'll want to uh, listen to me on uh, KRLA Mornings on uh, Monday and Wednesday of this week. I'm sure that's on iHeartRadio or it is on It's on iHeartRadio. Uh, I'm, I'm doing there. And then uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, I will be doing uh, Hugh Hewitt's show. I'm going to grab Owen for one of those days, and we'll do a little thing if he wants. You want to get up between 3 and 6? Oh, I love that time of the day. He's fucking with me, so you probably won't hear from him. Anyway, uh, that's my thing. Glad you could join us. And uh, as uh, Eric Swallow might say, thank you.